It is episode seven of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, season two. It is episode seven of season two of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And today we are continuing to count down to first pitch between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And to be honest with you, we are actually counting down to spring training, which starts next week. By the time we air episode eight, we will have baseball back. So after this quick drop and commercial break, I'm going to be joined in studio by Ali Musa, host of All Over the Map. And I will be joined in studio by the host of Raptors Post Recap on our show. And, of course, I will be joined by the host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches the podcast, Thomas McGregor, three minutes into the show. We will talk about spring training. We will talk about the NHL trade deadline. And we get you set up for the action ahead. We also do a bit of podcast updates. Speaking of which, coming up, we are going to do a special edition of a segment that we have yet to bring back. And this and this segment is around. The, yes, the, it is around the baseball season. So, when you hear this drop that I'm about to play, we are talking some baseball, and that's where we're going to start when we continue so as we take us, as we go to a little bit of a break through our intro music and a quick drop, we are going to bring you some baseball talk and quick hockey talk as we talk about the NHL trade deadline. We set up the day on in the sports world. And we are talking some baseball. All of that after this drop as we continue with our opening message and a quick word from our sponsor of a podcast. Thank you. 
We'll be right back after this. You are listening to all, you are listening to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. To learn more about upcoming shows and schedules, please visit sportsforbeginners0.wordpress.com. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. sports content from media and fan perspectives alike check out all over the map with me Ali Musa where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond we will even feature non-sports broadcasters subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to learn more please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com It continues on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Welcome into the show, everybody. This is episode seven of the podcast second season can you believe it we're into the second episode sorry seventh episode of the second season and we're coming up on months where we weren't even available well baseball season is here but unfortunately, you know, the show must go on. But a champion and broadcaster for major leagues has left us. Unfortunately, as unshocking as it may sound, Tim McCarver, a two-time World Series champion who became a whole a household name, has left us. He has died at age 81. Bill Ladson of the MLB of MLB.com reports Tim McCarver, a two-time World Series champion who became a household name as a highly skilled broadcaster both nationally and in three major league cities, 
died on Thursday at the age of 81. The cause of death was heart failure. We are actually recording this to debut tomorrow, Friday, February the 17th, ahead of Penguins and Islanders. We'll get to that in moments. But Tim McCarver, I didn't know much about you in terms of how you played, but I believe a lot of your broadcasting started after your baseball career. Anyways, he goes on to say, Mr. Ladson goes on to say, McCarver, who made his Major League debut with the Cardinals in 1959, spent seven decades in professional baseball. That included a 21-year major league pre a 21-year major league playing career before transitioning into an award-winning broadcaster whom many considered to be baseball's version of football's John Madden. McCarver had way had a way of simplifying the game of baseball for the average fan. His use of the English language was was impeccable, punctuated by a touch of friendly South Rawl, Southern Rawl. McCarver was awarded the Hall of Fame's Ford C. Frederick Award in 2012 for his Emmy-winning work in the booth. And Rob Manford says in a statement, Tim McCarver was an all-star, a World Series champion, a respected teammate, and one of the most influential voices of our game or our game has known. He adds, as a player, Tim was a key part of the great Cardinals and Phillies teams in his 21-year career. In the booth, his analysis and attention to detail brought fans closer to our game and how it has and how it is played and managed. Tim's approach enhanced the fan experience on on our biggest stage stages and on the broadcasts of the Mets, the Yankees, and the Cardinals. All of us at Major League Baseball are grateful for Tim's impact on sports, broadcasting, his distinguished career in our nation, and his distinguished career in our national pastime. I extend my deepest condolences to Tim's family, friends, and the generations of fans 
who learned about our great game from him. I'm going to play the video. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to play it. But as we wait for Ali and Thomas to join us in studio here on this episode of the show, I think we all need to do a little bit of a prayer. So the prayer of the week segment is back on the show. It is a week-to-week -week segment that we're going to be doing throughout the duration of the seasons that we do. We didn't do it very much on season one, but we are going to try to do it as much as we possibly can in season two. So without any further ado, even if you're a Christian, even if you're a Christian or not, a sports fan or not, let's all join together and say, one our father. Okay, so on the count of three, one, two, three. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, how will be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord, we thank you for giving us Tim McCarver and his wonderful career. We ask that you welcome him into his into your loving arms with great with graciousness in all of what he has achieved as a broadcaster and on the field as a baseball player as well. We honor we honor Tim McCarver with every passing breath as we journey to another season of baseball. And we forever honor the great name known again as Tim McCarver. In your son's name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. That was our week of the, that was our prayer of the week segment. As we run through with our opening segment, we continue. So, Tim McCarver's family, friends, and those who got to get to know him, or rather learn the great game of baseball from this man, I send my deepest condolences to you. I send my deepest condolences to MLB, to all of those who were a part of McCarver's career. 
both on the field and in the booth. I know this is a hard time, but the show must go on. Ali and Thomas are going to join us in moments. And as they prepare to join us, what else has been breaking out in the MLB? Let's find out. We are going to start by talking about some Blue Jays news. Well, I guess the big news, first of all, is that pitchers, catchers report it. And yes, they did. One of the latest uh, news, news breakouts is that the Blue Jays are getting ready to run. So let's read a little bit about this. We'll get Ali and Thomas's thoughts on the sh on this when we continue because this actually brings us into the main main opening segment and this is an article from Keegan Matheson of MLB a writer for MLB's Blue Jays or for the Blue Jays for MLB and for Sportsnet rule changes to strap rockets to Blue Jays an already aggressive club plans to capitalize on the bigger bags Pitch timer and pitch timer. This right here is a video of Roger Center. I do believe. Yep, I yep, that's Roger Center. All right. So the Blue Jays are getting ready for a run. Dunedin, Florida. Keegan Matheson reports this from. Get ready to run. Get ready to run. That has been the message since manager John Schneider took over Toronto in the middle of the 2022 season. The, the Toronto Blue Jays, it doesn't say Toronto, but I'm going to add that anyways. Put a little spin on it. The Blue Jays, I'll just add that there again. The Blue Jays cranked up their aggression, pushing for extra bases whenever and wherever possible. It was chaos, sometimes of the controlled variety, sometimes of the controlled variety, and other times not. Given MLB's off-season rule changes, through though there's nothing but green lights for from here, an insider look at how rule changes will work. Uh, there's a bit of a thing there. We'll get into that when Ali and Thomas join us. The Blue Jays plan to be even more aggressive, an, e an even more aggressive club. An even more aggressive club in 2023 with several of these rules of these rule changes playing directly into it. The early days of spring training are often a game of clue collecting, and the first came when Bo Bichette was asked was asked about the new bases, which are growing from 15 inches to 18 inches 
Bo says, the bases don't mean much to me. I was planning to be more aggressive anyway. Bichette is the perfect example of whom these rule changes will help, though. Outside of Alejandro Kirk, who rarely, who is rarely mistaken for an Olympic sprinter, the Blue Jays have athletics, athleticism running through their entire roster. In many ways, it's a roster well-positioned to capitalize on these rule changes, particularly, particularly on the bases. John Schneider says, I think that guys who steal bases are going to steal bases, whether it's 18 inches or 15 inches, whether, whether there is a pitch clock or no pitch clock, guys are going to get their bags. But I think it opens up, or, but I think it opens it up more for guys like Matt Chapman or Dalton Barshow to add on a little bit of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had eight stolen bases last year. All right. There's a little bit to unpack there. We're still waiting for Ali and Thomas to join us. We've actually begun a little bit ahead of schedule here. So we're going to continue talking baseball in a minute. And actually, you know what? Let's continue talking here. Some baseball. So this is just a little bit about the rules which were which are strapping rockets to the Toronto Blue Jays. Anthony Castrovins Castrovins puts a puts the article out about the an about an inside look at how the new rules will work. So let's read a little bit about what Anthony Castrovins has said. And actually, the, you know what? Let's actually listen in. Let's actually listen in. Let's actually listen into the video here. That will bring us up to speed on how things will work before I read. So here we go. Here's a little bit of what's going on here. And as I can see here, I'm not sharing my screen here, but as I can see here, rule changes for 2020 for 2023 season are the pitch timer of 15 seconds between pitches and when bases are empty. When when there are runners on there, there is 20 seconds added to the pitch timer. Defensive Defensive shift restrictions include two infielders positioned on each side of second base. Infielders must have both feet within outer boundary of infield. Infielders may not switch sides unless there is a substitution. Bigger bases, first, second, and third base increased from 15 inches to 18 inches square. Let's hear 
What else is in this video? To look at just an overview of the rule changes coming from 2024 or 2023. You've got the pitch timer, the defensive shift restrictions, and the bigger bases as well. That's Joe Martinez. He's currently the league's vice president of on-field strategy. He's a former big leaguer, and Tuesday in Arizona, he was demonstrating the new rules to members of the media as spring training is set to begin both in Arizona and in Florida. And Joe joined. All right. So you can see the full video at the article, which again is an inside look at how the new rules will work that it that can be found at the link that will be provided in the description of this episode mmlb.com slash blue jays slash news 20 slash 2023 hyphen mlb dash rule dash changes dash inside look again mlb.com slash blue jays slash news slash 2023 hyphen mlb dash rule dash changes Dash inside look. Welcome to the show, host of All Over the Map, Ali Musa. He joins us in studio now. So, Ali, just to get you caught up here before we start talking spring training Blue Jays and, of course, about the new rule changes that are coming this season for the baseball. I want to let you know that, and it's on MLB.com as well. MLB.com as well. Just make sure I get that right. Um, that unfortunately, Tim McCarver, Tim McCarver has died at age 80 at age 81. So your thoughts on that before I mentioned that we did do a prayer before you came on? So your thoughts on Tim McCarver and what he has what he has achieved before his before his death before his death? Well, uh, first of all, um, thank you for uh, having me today, Scott. It's always a pleasure to join you uh, in the studio today. It's always a pleasure to join you in the studio. And um, I wanted to say that it looks like he has had an impact on the community um, and on the baseball community. So um, condolences to him and his family. Not to him, sorry, condolences to his family. Yes. To his family. Yes, condolences go out to Mr. McCarver's family, his friends, people who learned the game from him. And, of course, all of those who are around his life, including those who were a part of the Arizona Cardinals, the New York Yankees, and of course the New York Mets. 
who are mentioned in a quote from Commissioner Rob Manfred. So now let's talk about the rule changes for a second. But again, condolences going out to Tim McCarver's family, his friends, and everybody who got to know him or rather learn the game of baseball from him. I'll play it again, the opening of this video, but um, your thoughts, Ali, on the new rule changes and specifically, specifically um, what you can expect from the Jays because Keegan Matheson says the Blue Jays will be more aggressive than they were in 2022 and take advantage or, and try to be taking advantage of the of these rule changes that are happening. And by the way, he also puts out at the start of the article, get ready to run. That has been the message since John took over for Toronto in the middle of the 2022 season. So your thoughts on that? Yes, I, I do agree that the Blue Jays will be more aggressive this year. That's what everybody was saying. If you listen to the latest um, episode of... Uh, um, Blair and Barker there um, for the offseason. They were mentioning that. And also um, the rule changes. I, I, I like the pitch clock. I'm really a fan of the pitch clock. All right. So before we continue talking Jays for a moment, we're going to play the video again as you were coming in because we were playing it. And we're going to listen fully through to it uh, to hear what, what was said. And this actually comes on, this video was coming on MLB Tonight, which airs after every, M after every MLB game has gone, has gone final. And with the MLB returning for a new season, me thinks that what Keegan Matheson has said in his article is true because John Schneider says in a quote that uh, is in the article that Matt Chapman and, of course, um, who else does he mention? He mentions Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, and Dalton and Dalton Varsho. He also adds in his, he also, John also adds in his quote that Vladdy, and this actually is true, Vladdy had eight stolen bases last year. I mean, if you look at his career, I mean, if you look at the Blue Jay career for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I'm pretty sure he's got eight stolen bases after last year, after last season. Here's a look at just an 
overview of the rule changes coming from here's a look at just an overview of the rule changes coming from 2020 or 2023 you've got the pitch timer the defensive shift restrictions and the bigger bases as well that's joe martinez he's currently the league's vice president of on-field strategy he's a former big leaguer and tuesday in arizona he was demonstrating the new rules to members of the media as spring training is set to begin both in Arizona and in Florida. And Joe joins us now here from Arizona. Joe, what was the purpose of today's demonstration? Uh, yeah, so today, um, you know, just taking members of the media through the new rules, um, you know, trying to make sure everyone's clear on what's uh, included in them, what's expected, um, what's going to be required of the players. And then uh, we actually went on the field and, and walked through kind of different scenarios, um, you know, related to the different rules and, you know, how the players are going to abide by them. Yeah, we, I feel like we've been talking about these new rules for so much of the offseason. Many of the fans are also aware of what's coming in 2023. But what are you expecting from spring training games once those begin? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. Um, you know, from day one, we're we're going to have these rules in place. We're going to be enforcing penalties, um, you know, which is really the only way we found it, it's effective to to adjust. And, you know, as much as we can get past that initial phase of, of getting used to, you know, moving around a little bit different pace um, or, you know, being positioned in a little different area, um, I think the better, you know, so we can hit the ground running once a regular season comes around. As I mentioned, this has been such a hot topic for fans and media as we get ready for 2023. During all the conversation about the coming rule changes, what's maybe an element or something or biggest misconception about what we're going to see in 2023? Yeah, sometimes I think just, you know, fans maybe uh, don't give players enough credit, right? Mm -hmm. we, we do know that this is going to be a little bit of an adjustment. It's going to be something different for them. Um, but these guys are so good, right? I mean, yeah. I think you can throw just about anything at them and and they're going to be able to to compete, to do their jobs. And, you know, it's going to be the game we all love. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell them short. And the pitch timer, I understand, Joe, that there's going to be a little bit of a wrinkle. The umpires are going to be equipped to uh, to really adjudicate this. Uh, there's going to, they're going to have a buzzer. How's that going to work? Yeah, so umpires are going to have a device on them that's going to buzz when the clock expires. So, the idea there is, you know, you want to make sure that the home plate umpire can keep his focus on the incoming pitch. So instead of having to have his eyes in two places at once, right, he can stay focused, locked in on the pitcher, uh, rely on that buzzer to go off if the clock hits zero. And if the pitcher hasn't started his motion to deliver the pitch, all time and an assess violation. Well, Joe, I know you're going to be giving this demonstration out in Florida as well. Safe travels. Thank you very much for the time and enjoy the rest of the offseason. And we look forward to 2023. Yeah, thank you very much. Me too. That's Joe Martinez, Vice President of MLB Operations. And he spoke to the man we also heard from in the video who joined. Er, and that was a conversation that took place at MLB headquarters and as well as MLB's one of the sites of spring training, I should say, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Fun fact, Arizona, not Scottsdale, but Arizona was the site of Super Bowl 57 one Sunday ago. As we move into this Sunday, 
So Ali, now that we know a little bit more about um, what's going to be happening with the bases and the rule changes, and more specifically, what's going to be happening with the umpires to keep them focused on the next pitch. What is your thoughts on, I guess we should just say the pitch timer because you mentioned it earlier, but what is your thoughts on 15 seconds, 15 seconds when there's no runners on base, so the bases are empty and there's 20 seconds added for the pitcher to throw a pitch or get ready when there are our runners on base. Well, see, I, I think this is going to, I actually feel this is going to speed up the game a little bit. That's what I really, that, that's really what I'm, that's what I'm, that's why I'm in favor of. Okay, so how about, Joe, Joe mentioned that, Joe mentioned that um, the umpires are going to have a device on their uniform that is going to buzz when that is going to buzz when they when the timer runs out what's your talk what's your what's your take on that the device on the umpire I feel that it will be an adjustment for them. Uh, something they're going to have to get used to. Um, and maybe it is in um, um, you know, the reasoning is to, um, to to speed up the to not really speed up the game, but I think they want to modern. It's for modernizing the game. But the thing that, but. But I'll be honest with you, Scott, if I can make a po another point here. Go ahead. I'm disappointed a little bit in some of the things they're trying to do just to speed up the game. And I get that they're trying to bring in a younger group of fans. But, it, but it's, it's ruining the history of the game. Like, I... Like, for example, I don't want to see them get rid of extra innings because, I mean, I like extra innings. You know when there's a time? I like the extra innings. So hopefully they don't remove that. Now, do you see them um, putting a time limit on innings? I do see them doing it, but I don't think it's coming this season. Because remember... Sometimes innings aren't very quick when you have to deal with, let's just say, for example, uh, like, I'm just speaking figuratively here. Let's say we're in, let's say we're in the game already. Like, like let's say the season starts already and it's April the 11th, and the Blue Jays are playing the Tigers. And let's say it's the bottom of the first. 
and the Jays have one man on base. And they keep hitting the pitcher. Like, let's just say the inning doesn't end and there's no three outs yet in the bottom of the first. And the Jays have scored, I don't know, say three runs. We have seen over the course of last season and seasons before how innings don't end as quickly as you would like them to if a team starts scoring runs early on. So, no, I don't see them. So, no, actually, I don't see them putting a time limit on innings. I really don't. Like, I get, I get that you want to speed up the game a little bit, and that's fine. And I agree with you. I agree with you. Go for it. Like I was saying, that's fine. But you, but a lot of innings, especially last season, didn't quite end in one, two, three innings because hitters were able to hit pitchers. And when you're able to hit a pitcher, you you get you get that sense they're gonna try to mix it up so I can't do that again. But if you're gonna try to get out and speed up the game to get out and speed up this game so that innings aren't as long as they normally are if there aren't any outs maybe there's a time limit that you could put together but I don't see it happening this year I think it's something that Rob Manford and and the rest of the Major League Players Association and if they're listening, if they're listening here to Sports for Beginners, please do not put time limits on innings. Yes, please do not. Please do not put time limits on innings. If you guys are listening, which we probably know that most of most of anybody who's listening to this podcast are going to be listening to it. Um, so please, please, please do not put time limits on innings because they can easily be exceeded if there is no out after the first hitter has seen the pitcher for the first time and has not struck an out. Speaking of striking out, we are going to give you... All right, Thomas has joined us. So we are going to give you now the very first edition of Balls, Strikes, and Outs. We're going to use a scenario from last season 
before we get into Thomas's thoughts and Ali's thoughts on the Blue Jays this season and what they're expecting, I will give my thoughts as well. But first, let's get let's get real for a moment. I mean, obviously, it's going to be different right now with the way things are things are going. But let's get real for a moment. Like, let's, let's just, let's pump the brakes a bit. Let's just pump the brakes a bit. And I, I'm going to bring it up here on my YouTube um, for a moment. I, I'm going to bring up a game here. And uh, I, what I want, what I want to do, guys, is I want to get your takes on assert on certain scenarios that we saw last season certain scenarios that the jays uh had to overcome let me just find some of the blue jays recent games here in 2022 we are in 2023 we're getting ready for 2023 season but um Let's take a look at some of their games in 2022. Some of their, some of their, some of their 2022 highlights. And you know what? Let's start. Let's start with the games that ended this year. So we're going to start with the highlights from Game Two. of the season well oh sorry not game two of the season game two of the playoffs i should say just let this ad go away here for a second and okay we're gonna let the ads go away here uh a reminder these highlights are from the 2022 season and they do not resemble what we could possibly see come 2023 so we had a special guest there throughout the ceremonial first pitch but let's get into the highlights here robbie ray was on the mound and fans both blue jays and both blue jays and of course mariners fans Looking for this game, looking forward to this game. Kevin Gosman coming in to pitch. So let's just start in the first inning. So here we have a 2 2 count to the second bat, a 2 2 count to the third batter that Gosman faces. And I want to get a look here at this strikeout. So do you guys think this call is a strike? I'm going to share the screen here so that you can see it. But, but um, do you think this is a strike? A ball 
or because we're doing outs in this segment, do you think this is an out? So a strikeout. So basically, do you think it's two, it's two of the following or one of the following? A strike and strikeout or a strike or a ball? So Ali, let's get your thoughts here on the Gosman pitch. I'll bring it back a little bit in replay form. So here he goes. He steps up, makes the pitch, and it is low at 87 miles per hour. So what's your take? Is it a strike, a strikeout, or a ball? Go ahead, Ali. I actually think, based on what you just described to me, that it's a ball. I mean, it's really low, and but you also have to, I mean, it's really low, but you also have to notice that the hitter right here, it looks like he is well late. So I can see why they called it a strikeout. But again, this is a pitch that I don't think you really, that I agree with you, Ali. I think you, I think if you were smart, you weren't going to touch that ball or you weren't going to try and hit that ball. Thomas, Thomas, what, what are your thoughts on this pitch from Kevin? A strikeout? Strike or ball? I think it's a strikeout. I mean, let's watch let's watch the play and I'll explain. Let's watch the play and I'll explain. All right, so here it comes on the replay here. There is Kevin. Watch him. Watch him. Watch him move. Gosman, okay, the ball's out of his hands. This ball is gonna go left hand side to the net and Oh, and there it is again. They're calling it a ball, but we know, but we, but we know for a fact it's a strikeout. And actually, here, here is another. Here's another scenario. Here's another scenario now. Um, so this one, this one, I think is definitely a strikeout. But watch the watch the movement here for Kevin Gosman. That's at eighty six. So Ali, as we continue here, is this a strikeout, out, or a ball? I mean, just... it's a strikeout now. Because again, because again, watch the, because again, watch the batter. Watch this batter right there. You can see he swings right through it. Right through it. So, so he's got a ball there, Rob. So he's swinging the bat. He's almost got a ball there. Yeah. So again, it's another one of those. 
it's another one of those scenarios where you think, um, should I bother with the ball? Should I, should I, should I take a swing? Should I take it? Should I take the pitch? I think you should have taken the pitch. Let's take a look at Robbie Ray from the bottom of the first. Take a look at him. Now, Robbie Ray was a former Blue Jay, and he was facing his former team. This is George Springer on 02. Now, does he, now, Ali, from what you were seeing, hang on, I'll bring it back for, I'll bring it back to the, to the play. So we watched George make it, we watched George take a swing here. Now, do you think he is late and it's a strikeout? Or do you think he is trying to hit the ball? Or do you think he should have taken this pitch? So um taking the pitch. The ball. Good. I, I think I think I think you should have just taken the pitch there. Because he um, he was already on his way towards it. So you think he should have taken the pitch. Thomas, how about you? Should George have taken the pitch? Should he have tried to hit it? Or should he have... Or again, should was he trying for an out? So was he trying for an out? Should he have left the pitch? Should he have tried to hit it? No, he, he was trying to hit it, but he wasn't trying to hit for a strikeout. He was trying to hit it for like an infield play. So maybe he would get out on base or at least he'll get a, himself a single. Watch, watch his movements. So Robbie Ray passes, throws him the pitch. And let's see. And, and in your mind, if you, and in your, and in your mind, if you remember, if you look at George, is motion in your mind you're thinking just take the pitch you'll you'll survive you'll have another chance uh the plate the count remains but he's thinking no i've got it i'm gonna hit it and watch his reaction when he when he knows he struck out Yeah, let's watch that again for Springer. Let's he knows he struck out, but he's not gonna. But he's not gonna tell you. But he's not gonna tell you. Oh, I struck out and I'm pissed. No, he's gonna save all his anger for the defense plays. Yeah, indeed. Here's here's our last one. That but, we're... but look at but look at how but look at how close. Look at how close. The, on his reaction when he swings, look how close the ball was to hitting his bat from the angle we were given. If that's not close enough, 
for it to be a hit, then I have no idea what baseball anybody was watching when they think that when they think that calls a hit instead of a strikeout. Yeah, here it is again. Because the ruling on Go ahead, Thomas. The ruling on the diamond that season says strikeout. But you but you but you if you're feeling the way Springer's feeling, we're thinking, oh I got it. I hit it. Uh, no, didn't hit it. No, you didn't. All right. So the last one we're gonna go to in just a second is Bo Bichette. Continue that's what ended on the second sports for beginners. That's what ended the second episode. Sorry, second. Uh, sorry, that's what ended the first inning too. And the first time that we would and see, and we are these two about to be joined. These two pitchers go at it by Ali and Thomas. And once then again. we'll take a quick break. So let's watch coming up this segment. We are going Robbie to Ray. talk about and more about. We're going to start with you, uh, Thomas. We're going to start with you in place for the 2023 so MLB season. And Bo we are going to talk take a about swing, and he missed. As we can see some here, trade deadline stuff. Do you think he so, should have taken it? Let's actually get into some it. trade deadline stuff as we bring you back into the studio. Or so accepted, Ali. Accept it that this ball was way I'm low. Start with you here. Well, because okay, we, we were talking about it's actually in the strike you know, zone. So even if he took it, stuff when we were talking about it, probably would have been called when a strike we out. came when we were but coming do you on. Think you should have taken it. So I want to get your your thoughts a on shot. some of the, the possible trades or. That could be coming, or try to hit it. Come the trade. So again, deadline. as I said, taking a shot as in tried to hit it, but so it's one of it's one of the two. First of all, let me just ask you this, and we'll Who get out. I think they should have could, could possibly end up because last season in Toronto at the trade deadline. The and who do you think the Leafs will and give up? If they I do have no problem do some trades, being an issue this year. The conversations have I'm been. I'm going to be honest about the Leafs. Um, I, I don't happen. see them making a trade. I really don't see them. But I, I don't see them. I don't see them. Not to say the umpires weren't um, doing their make, job. I don't see they them. They know what they said. They know get, what they getting did. anybody they know the how the players reacted. Some players were happy. Okay. Some players were not happy. But the reality of it is, um, do you think they could be sellers? called a strikeout. And no, I, think I, I actually do and not. I actually see them just staying with who they have. Mm. I think that would have been I want to get walk. your thoughts on the February 9th right, trade that broke out but between the New York Rangers and the St. Louis Blues. What All right, we're going to get... Your Tarasenko and Nico in a few minutes going to when we the come back, but New York Rangers up when we come back after a quick break. Sammy we are going to talk Sammy Ballas trade deadline in the NHL. I, yeah, I and think then that the after our deal, final break of the show, because we are it, going to preview um, the uh, upcoming game because I think it proves for, for the Rangers, the Toronto Blue Jays. As and then there's that the, so get you set yeah. up, and then there's the 
spring Besides training. the Jacob the first three games Menga, that the Blue Jays will Ma- play. Magna trade. Three of them uh, will be the, the road games. The so Kraken. the first four of those games that will be road games. Curious about three of them are, are road the games. The Sharks are getting the Yankees and Detroit fourth round are pick. in Dunedin. And the Kraken are getting and it Jacob will be a mix. Menga. Sorry if I Actually, pronounced this last name wrong. The Philadelphia game but, is uh, also on Tuesday. That's who the Kraken so are getting. So it will be a mix of and that, that game. was 916 so on February the 21st. We will preview all of that on February 5th. In our final break, it's still to come. But right so now. What are your thoughts on that? Because we're going to take because a we already quick know time about out. The Paul Horvat trade. That happened and when at, you hear this the end of sound, January. We'll be right so back. So what are your thoughts on... The Kraken receiving Jacob Magna. We'll be right back, and everybody. The, and the Sharks getting into. In, we in continue return, on sports for beginners. Additional seventh episode pick in twenty twenty three. Right after this, you are listening to Sports think, for Beginners, um, the podcast. I, I think so. To far learn more about upcoming that. episodes and when they drop. All right. And I mean, there's, gonna, there's probably going to be a couple of trades Please made. Please visit HTTPS. There's probably going to be a couple of trades made. Sportsforbeginners0.wordpress.com. Back in a moment. Coming soon. Speaking of what, but speaking of other things outside of that, Thomas has just alerted me that we have a listening to get to. Guess what? We're going to switch gears back to baseball for the moment because Blue Jays general manager Ross Atkins is speaking to the media. Let's listen in if we can find that. Shall we? Bring that up. I can find that. Oh, there we go. So let's listen in. Let's listen in to Ross. This is going right now. So let's let's have a listen. Let's have a listen in to Ross Atkins, who is speaking to the media right now available on sportsnet.ca and you could also find this i guess or i'm gonna say later you'll be able to find this somewhere and not just sportsnet.ca but that's where i was told thomas but that's where thomas told me that this was happening so we are going to tune in, and I will let Ross Atkins do the talking. Ross Atkins, by the way, is the Toronto Blue Jays man- uh, GM, not manager. That position is... You may benefit from. Ross, we talked to Kevin Gosling We're hitting a little bit of a pause, but that's okay. We're we're hearing from Ross Atkins. 
as he is live speaking to the media in Dunedin ahead of a new season. I think a lot of players that I've talked to have been uh, are on the embracing side of the uh, spectrum for sure. Yeah, I think I think one first first of all, the desire is powerful, um, and the those experiences at that level when you if you don't get people out, you're not pitching uh, in, in that environment. That that was to go down there not you know entirely for his development, but recognizing that if he's not effective, then he's not going to be pitching, and the caliber of talent is very good. So that first and foremost is exceptionally encouraging his desire to embrace that. And uh, I, you know, I think all of the things that I mentioned are things that he benefited from in his time there. We've seen spurts when he's been really effective in short stints, and I think right now what we're focused on with Nate is getting out, and we'll see where that goes. We're not closing any doors and excited about his potential impact being high, but at, at the same time, we just uh, you know don't want to set expectations uh, in an unreal, real, unrealistic fashion as well. So right now we're focused on him getting three outs, and if that turns into four and Six, great. If it turns into more than that, even better. But you know, we'll we'll see and take it one step at a time. Well, a lot that hasn't gotten maybe as much, or I haven't talked about it much. Um, you know, the, is the base running component that actually does create runs, and and I think the speed on the bases, getting from first to third, getting to first, um, and. base running ability, how much speed we've added, how much versatility, and then the balance component. So very difficult to create balance without subtraction on our roster. And uh, obviously that was something that we decided to do and feel a lot better about the way that we'll be able to protect hitters and take some pressure off hitters that I mentioned earlier when I was the Hazel's question. So um, ultimately we feel that that balance will uh, put us in a more consistent stance and hopefully seeing less lulls in our production and run creation. We, as I was talking about before, that one of the things I think is so encouraging is there's not one person in that room that is not thinking about individual improvement and team improvement. And um, George has always been a very good contributor for, contributor for us, and now he's healthier than he was playing for the bulk of last year. So that's definitely a net positive. Yeah, the, I mean, I think... Um, 
you, you know, I would rather Vlad talk about that and his philosophies, not from the organization. We feel that Vladdy is uh, one of the best hitters in the game, will continue to be, and does not need to change. Yeah, you know, just the natural progression of a very, very young player that has uh, done some exceptional things and has, has been exposed to some areas of opportunity and growth as well. So he's he's embraced it well. His maturity has been very impressive to us. And uh, you know, I think just embracing those opportunities with the the desire to improve is what we're hopeful, hopeful to see. Is the lack of at all or kind of like how I think it's more thinking about it as an opportunity for improvement, thinking about uh, consistency in a way that uh, all of our players are thinking. But he, he the exceptional power, uh, potentially there there is an opportunity for him to ease into how he is generating so much power, and maybe that's an opportunity for less strikeouts. You know, it's it's so it's so cool to see how mature young players are, and 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 that's across the industry. I think a lot of credit does go to our scouting department for identifying the maturity, the professionalism. But uh, it's just really common in today's game guys that are embracing routines, guys that are embracing resources, embracing everything that happens before they ever cross the line. And that's one of the things that's been so exceptional about Ricky from the start. And the foundation across our organization is high, and he seems to have risen to even a higher level uh, for someone that, um, you know, I do believe that talent is developed and not born with, but there are others that, there are some that certainly have aspects that make it easier and and maybe he has some of those more um, you know gifted abilities but he is not resting on them he is exceptionally driven you'll see him a good bit you know he'll be pitching in a uh, you know we he needs to get prepared for his season and this is a part of his preparation okay Um, no, I don't think we need to temper. I think we need to focus on the process, and he is as focused on it as any young player I've been around. Yeah. Well, I one, I'd say one, the thing that excites me the most is it is about the game and fans, and that's where it's coming from, and I think our players recognize that. Change is uh, a part of life and a part of the game, and they're embracing it, excited about it. Uh, the, you know, I think there's there's a level of fun around that as well, that challenge. Um, I feel really confident about the outfits that we have, their athleticism, their versatility, ability to be comfortable in different positions, so it's not something that I'm concerned with, and then lastly, I'd say We'll have more time than any other to learn about it.
Um, not, I mean, not really. Like, I don't want to drill down too much this year versus last year, but, you know, one subtle difference is that we're looking to deploy some of the individuals that were in the rotation to start the year in a little bit different way that are still here in the organization, like Thomas Hatch, Casey Lawrence is one, but Brent Thornton and Thomas Hatch and Nate Pearson, having them in more versatile roles will then allow for some opportunities to build more depth in a starting position. Just, just open to a more versatile role that could have shorter stints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's spent a lot of time. He spent some time here. He spent a lot of time in Tampa. He was here this whole offseason and spent time with Pete Walker talking about it. And he is uh, nothing major, um, you know, where he is on the muck, on the rubber, some things with his extension that he's been talking about. And I, uh, But it's their subtle adjustments, not too different than any other pitcher. Uh, I think a lot of it is uh, the mentality and approach that he's taking, which we believed in when – um, you know, he was still getting some of the results that are hardest to get in baseball. The strikeouts were still there. Uh, you know, the home runs were a little bit higher last year. But, uh, I'm, I'm as confident in him. And I know John Schneider and Pete Walker as well as uh, the mentality and approach that he's taking, which we believed in when, um, you know, he was still getting some of the results that are hardest to get in baseball. The strikeouts were still there. Uh, you know, the home runs were a little bit higher last yeah. year, but uh, it's pretty straightforward. And I think it's it's just thinking about how a pitcher. So that is just a little bit of actually maybe a little bit more than a little bit, but that is a little bit more about the man in the man behind the Blue Jays besides the manager, that is GM Ross Atkins. You can hear, I'm pretty sure you'll hear the full, or at least maybe a couple of parts of the, of the media availability later, later on on Sportsnet. So we, we were able to check that out, the media availability of Ross Atkins, as we, I know Thomas is still listening into it, but as we come back into the studio here to talk a little bit more baseball, we'll get back to the hockey trades in just a second. But Thomas, what can you take away from what Ross Atkins has said so far? There's um, there's a lot to take in from these questions. And uh, one question that stands out to me in my mind uh, from Ross was the fact that uh, some, I think it was, I can't think, I think it was either Hazel or um, Shai Davidi or somebody who was speaking to Ross Ackett's with the questions. But one of them asked about the Rogers Center and how it would be difficult to hit balls, be aware of, for fans' cases, be aware of when the balls come into the seats, should home runs occur, foul balls, things of that nature. 
And he said something about, well, in terms of our team, the Blue Jays will be able to, like the players, uh, they'll be able to understand how the stadium works uh, way before the teams that they play in the regular season. That's 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 one of their goals is to get the team ready that they have, the Blue Jays, get get ready to make them understand that, hey, this may still be the Sky Dome or Rogers Center, but we're next level, Rogers Center, and if we're going to win a potential World Series like we did back in 92 and 93, we all have to be able to understand how our ballpark works, how it functions. Now, anyone can make the argument of what he's saying as complete BS or whatever you want to say. I'm not going to say it on here because we are because we respect everybody here on the show, but he does make a lot of great points when it's when it when you say be back and know about the Rogers Center before anyone else does because the Rogers Center is the Toronto Blue Jays home and let's and let's not forget they made a huge sacrifice to Toronto they made a huge sacrifice to Toronto they said instead of getting players within the cap that we have in terms of money, we want to go next level and our fans are very happy about it. But when we saw the tweets coming in about, oh, this is just a bad idea and it's a waste of money, you kind of felt like maybe this could be a risk that, they were, that they're willing to take. Um, Ali, from what we did here, on our show for Ross Atkins as GM as we started the show. I want to get your take. You were hearing some of what Ross Atkins was saying, but I'm curious to you what stood out from Ross Atkins' media availability, which has just ended, but what stuck out to you? And why did it stake out to you as a question that Ross Atkins was being asked? And what answer did he give that might have given you some great feedback? I think that he's just... I, I, I feel that he's just excited about the team now. And, and they, he was asked about the pitching a little bit. And that's really what I felt kind of gave it to me. All right, all right. Let's get back into talking a little bit of trade deadline here just before we wrap up by getting you set up for the day in sports world where... Yeah, the Islanders and the Penguins not playing tonight. They'll play when we, re when we launch this episode, but we'll get to 
the action on tap for you for that game or for that day as well. But let's get back into the trade stuff here for the, for the NHL because the trade deadline is coming soon. And one of the articles here, probably some big news actually, is NHL trade targets, courtesy of Ryan Dixon. So let's read a little bit about what he's got here. What the Oilers would have to give up to get Sharks forward Eric Carlson. Now, the Edmonton Oilers, by the way, are a team that have are a team that have Leon guys like Leon Drysaddle, Connor McDavid, Tyson Berry, and Zach Hyman, just to name a few. Ryan Dixon, and of course he has so he has somebody with him, Jason Bukala. They write leaning. Leaning on site from Jason Bukola. This actually is Ryan Dixon. Leaning on site Jason from Jason Bukola, our in-house expert with, with years of NHL front office and scouting experience. Sportsnet will take a closer look at a number of prime trade candidates leading up to Mar- leading up to the March 3rd trade deadline if the NHL has a had a comeback player of the year award Eric Carlson wouldn't just win it he'd force the league to rename the trophy in his honor in fact calling what Carlson is doing this season a comeback is like saying Tom Brady played quarterback at a high level, at a high level, longer than you'd expect. Just slightly underseal, underselling things there. Carlson has 73 points, with nearly 30 games left in his season. Only 10 defensemen in the past 20 years have posted 73 points or more in a full season. Carlson's 54 even strength goals, 54 even strength goals, points, sorry, even strength points, not goals, even strength points, give him a five-point lead over right winger Matthew Kachuk for tops in the league. The next defenseman, on the list are Josh Morrissey and Adam Fox, who are tied for 42nd. The two defensemen most associated with outrageous offense are Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey. At his current clip, Carlson will push into that club and become the and become just the third D-man to ever register 105 points in a season. Only three other D-men, Al McLennis, Brian Leach, and Dennis Potvin, have hit that have hit the century mark. What's he doing this season? Would be rem- what's he do? What's 
what he's doing this season would be remarkable under any circumstances. But the fact it but the fact it that it comes in his age 32, 32 season on a rebuilding team when it felt like the ship had sailed on him being a game-changing player makes it all the more incredible. This is year five for Carlson in San Jose. And his tenure there has been defined by extended injury, induced absences, and the fact that the club the fact the club has basically been in steady decline with engage with engaging with an aging roster full of bloated contracts. Wow. Okay. Ali, we'll talk to you first. If Eric Carlson does go from San Jose to to Edmonton, who do you think what do you think San Jose is going to get out of this trade if if it does become if it is a trade? If there is a trade done between the Sharks and the Oilers. Oh, I think that it might be a win-win for both clubs because he's been looking, he's been good this year. Thomas, any thoughts on Carlson possible to be an Oiler? Um, no, not really. I've been mostly focused on our news from the Blue Jays. We do have uh, some video news from regards to the shift, but getting back to the trade deadline here so we can keep it with the hockey world. Um, I don't see any sense of surprise for Eric Carlson. I do believe Eric Carlson. Yep, that's that's who we're talking uh, about. Eric. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see, I don't see, um, a potential chance of there being. I'm trying to put it into words. I don't see a potential chance of Eric Carlson moving from where he is, from where you, from where we're, from what, from where we think he's moving. All right, we're going to take a quick break in a moment, but I, I just don't, I just don't see it. All right, we're going to take a quick break in a moment, but first, Thomas, I do want to get your thoughts since we're talking about. Uh, baseball, and we're going to continue talking baseball after the break before we set up the day uh, in the sports world. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on the new rule changes that are coming in for this season, and specifically the bases going from 15 inches squared to 
18 inches squared. All right, I'm gonna make this as easy as, as easy and as simple as I possibly can. A lot of people have been asking about these questions. Heck, on my somewhat of a two hour show of the All-Star Weekend, we found out about how this would all work. I didn't really give my thoughts on that show because I still didn't know if I trust any of it, but I did get them the meat and potatoes on what was going on. But it basically means, and I listened to Shai Davidi and uh, Hazel May from uh, the 14th of, I, I think it was 14th or 15th, uh, their second day in Dunedin at TD Ballpark. They were saying that um, the shift's going to create some problems for pitchers who are probably not able to meet the eight-minute or five-minute mark in sec in second. So I I can understand that from some certain degree. And if we had our own studio where all three of us were together, we weren't virtual, but keeping it baseball, I'd love to explain the situation, but it basically goes, you pick your pitch, okay, good. Now you gotta throw it. If you don't throw it within the eight second mark, you're initially giving a pitcher a ball, which means even if you think the umpire called ball or strike, that isn't him who called the ball or strike. It is a violation which the MLB will take charge of. And give batter and pitcher a break by charging either one with a strike or a ball. So in a hitter's case, if you don't make a swing within the second mark you're given and it's a violation in the rule, you're automatically given a strike. Doesn't matter if it's 0-2, does not matter if it's 0-1. If you concede to not meet that expectation and not get your swing, within that mark that you have, swing swing or miss, or swing or not swing, you're automatically guaranteed a strike as a hitter. No ands, if or but. All right, speaking of which, we continue talking baseball. When we continue, on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. But coming up, when we return, we continue talking about Blue Jays and Pirates. And rather, just playing baseball again. We will also set up the day on in the sports world And then we'll wrap it up with a quick update of what's coming up on each podcast. You are listening. Just before before we go and take it into break, Ali, very, very quick, I want to get your thoughts on your potential Blue Jays starting rotation just before we go to break. eh? Okay, so I see Gosman. 
Um, and I see, um, I do see um, Kuchi being as the fifth starter. Um, uh, who have they got? Who would be number two, three, and four? Um, I think Chapman's still there. He'd be he'd be on he'd be on my list as well. Interesting. All right. All right. All right. Let's take that break, Scott, and let's get back to it after this. Yep, let's get back to it. You are listening to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. To learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop, please visit https colon slash slash sports for beginners podcast. Sorry, sports for beginners zero dot wordpress dot com. Stay tuned. After a hard day's work, sometimes you just want to relax and watch some television. But the show you want to watch isn't on TV anymore. Well, now you can relive your favorite television episodes again and again, such as The Dukes of Hazard. In fact, if you act now, you can get the complete first season of Bo and Luke Duke's adventures as they fight the system of Hazard County. So act now because this deal won't last long and once they're gone, they're gone. It continues on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. We are talking baseball. It's trade deadline time for the NHL. We are getting closer to the March 3rd trade deadline. We'll have a special for you coming up as we get closer to March, we will have actually a trade deadline show for you on this podcast. The day of the deadline, we will talk about everything going on in the deadline through trades all day long, at least for the duration of the recording of the show. It's a trade deadline special coming up your way. Ali and Thomas will be joining us in moments to continue talking a little bit of baseball. And then before we return to really talking about some NHL, we will set up the day in the sports world. That is on that is upcoming so as we wait for Ali, i'll just get my quick podcast update out of the way so coming up coming up on sports for beginners the podcast as we drop this episode we will be dropping the battle in the shark tank between the Toronto, sorry, not the Toronto, we will we we will be dropping the show where I recap 
where I recap the games between the Penguins and the Sharks. The battle in the Shark Tank between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the and the San Jose Sharks. I almost said Toronto again. So again, just make sure everyone's okay with that. It's the Sharks and the Penguins. Penguins post recap coming up ahead of Penguins pregame. Yes, we're doing a pregame show before the Penguins and the Islanders go toe-to-toe tomorrow night. As you also get this episode. And you will also get the Raptors. Yes. The Toronto Raptors. And with the and with the NBA All-Star game scheduled for Sunday in an in the NBA. We're gonna get that out of the way here as we set that up for you. The Bucks play the Bulls at 7:30. And later. At 10 p.m., it's the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. And the Wizards battle the Timberwolves at 8 p.m. Eastern. Baseball is back next week. We'll get you caught up with all those spring training games coming soon. No MMLS for this game. A couple of games in the OHL all kicking off tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk about tomorrow for them as well, as well as the NHL, as to when we are dropping this show. The 67s battle the Peets tonight at 7.05, 7 o'clock. The North Bay Babylonian take on the the Erie Otters at 7. At 7.05, the Firebirds take on the Windsor Spitfires. And in the AHL, nothing going on there. In the QMJHL, the Eagles battle the Huskies at 7. The Ramparts battle the Oceanics at 7. And at 6 o'clock, The Islanders take on the Wildcats. Lots to come here. For the NHL, we'll set it up for Thursday right now as we continue to wait for Allie and Thomas to rejoin us. So, on tap, on on tap on Thursday, the Capitals host the Florida Panthers at 7 o'clock. You can see that on Sportsnet now at 7 o'clock p.m. Also at 7 on on most likely TSN, but Sportsnet now premium as well. You can see the the Jets of Winnipeg take on the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can see 
the Carolina Hurricanes play host of the Montreal Canadiens, also on TSN and on Sportsnet Now Premium. At 7 p.m., the Montreal Canadiens battle the Carolina Hurricanes. On Sportsnet, you can see the Boston Bruins take on the Nashville Predator, the Nashville Predators at 8 p.m. Eastern. Nine o'clock, the Devils take on the Blues in St. Louis on Sportsnet Now Premium. On Sportsnet Now Premium, you can also see Flyers and Kraken round two tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern on Sportsnet One. The Sharks and the Golden Knights battle it out in Vegas at 10 p.m. Eastern. And at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sportsnet West, you can catch the Red Wings and the Flames. We are going to be joined by Ali and Thomas to wrap this up. I've set up the day for today, the day for Friday, which will be today as we record the podcast here. We're recording it on Thursday, the day before. We're going to drop the podcast. So we've got Raptors post recap coming up on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. We've got Penguins post recap coming up as well. We recap the matchup in the Shark Tank between the Penguins and the Sharks. And we recap Magic versus Raptors ahead of the All-Star Weekend for the NBA. We're getting down to it, fans. NBA and NHL are coming to a close real quick because right now, the trade deadline is ahead for the NHL before we really, really start wrapping it up. And yes, spring is here. So a lot of baseball is coming. A lot of baseball is coming. But that doesn't mean that during the offseason for the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL, we will not cover it. We will get as much as we can in. We are waiting to be joined by Ali and Thomas, but it continues here on our podcast. On episode seven of our show. We are going to be joined in studio by both of these men. So, what is coming up Friday in the NHL? Well, for one thing, for one thing, it will be Crosby and the Pens against the Islanders and Matthew Barzell. So look forward to that game. That's at 7 o'clock. We will be having the pregame show 3 o'clock Eastern here recording. Whenever it drops, it probably will drop during the game. 
will have the post-game show for you after the game as a Penguins post-recap. Not a busy night in the NHL on Friday night. The Senators play the Blackhawks at 7 p.m. Eastern. The Wild battle the Stars at 8 p.m. on Sportsnet Now Premium. On Sportsnet Now Premium at 9, the Ducks and the Kings take to the ice in Anaheim. And the Rangers on Sportsnet West battle the Oilers at 9 p.m. Eastern. In the QMHL, the Oceanatic take on Armadad. Drakkar take on the Tigers. The Phoenix team, a Phoenix team, take on the Sea Dogs. And of course, we've got some other games coming up as well. A lot of those games coming up. We got a busy night in the in the OHL, all beginning at seven tomorrow or today as we record this podcast. If you're listening to it as it drops, it's the Colts and the Bulldogs at 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Eastern time in Kingston. It's the Pete's and the it's the Pete's and the Frontenacs. The Sting take on the Golden Knights at seven as well. The Ice Dogs battle the Steelheads at seven in Mississauga. The Oshawa Generals taking on the Ottawa 76ers. In Ottawa. And the Erie Otters will take on the Sudbury Wolves. The Guelph Storm take on the Saginaw Spirit. And the Kitchener Rangers battle the Greyhounds of Sault Ste. Marie. We'll get back to all of that in moments. But we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, Ali, Thomas, and I will put a wrap on this show. We will bring you a podcast update and preview Toronto versus Pittsburgh. It's the Pirates. It's the Blue Jays. The preview for spring training is coming up. And we put a bow on this with a podcast update. The preview as mentioned. And we will bring you. And we will bring to you. Yes, we will bring to you. In the closing moments of this show, we will bring to you.
our sign-offs. Our sign-offs we will bring to you soon. We will bring to you the preview of this show spring training for pirates and the blue J for pirates and the blue jays and we will be right back with ali and thomas joining me joining me in studio this has been your day on the ice and in the sports world we're back to put a bow on this show right after this. Stay tuned. We're signing off. We're previewing Pirates and Blue Jays. And we are bringing you a podcast update when we continue. We're back right after this word from a local podcast that we have for you. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. You're in Sports for Beginners. My name is Scott McGregor. Ali, unfortunately, is not able to join us for the duration of the end of this show, but we are joined by Thomas. So, Thomas, let's put a bow on this show, but before we do that, just to catch Thomas and everybody up to speed, I have previously done for this Friday tomorrow the NHL action and other action on tap for Friday as well as action on tap for today in a short little segment. For this segment though we are going to put a bow on the show and before we do that let's preview let's preview Blue Jays versus Pirates, scheduled for four, scheduled for one oh five on Saturday, February twenty fifth. It's so it's a week from Saturday, Thomas. It's it's a week from Saturday. A week from Saturday, we get going. With spring training, what what are you expecting from the Jays as we get a look at the new rule changes and 
and what they mean for this season. And, and more or less, what are you expecting from both squads as we move closer to the start of spring training? Now with the first oh. workout being, as we record this podcast, scheduling it for the Friday, the first catchers and pitchers workout is right now is actually it's actually happening today pitchers and catchers first workout is happening today they reported well that's they reported earlier this week well let's look at it from what schedule we have uh, going on before we talk about the Pirates and the Blue Jays. So now there's a team in the in the making that nobody really knows about, but the Red Sox are starting their spring training with the Huskies, whoever the Huskies may be. Meanwhile, the Royals are facing the Texas Rangers. That's a team we know of. The Padres and the Mariners also facing each other. Where exactly? Well, the Royals are in Surprise Stadium. Whatever that stadium may be. The Padres and Mariners are in Kirora Stadium. I hope I'm saying that right. And it's Jet Blue Ballpark for the Huskies and the Red Sox. That game goes together at 105 on spring training. You can catch that game on Nessen. You can catch it Padre actions and of course any spring training action on MLB TV. And speaking of MLB TV, the other matchups for kickoff, as they say in football, in spring training. We'll go on. We'll get underway at at three oh five and three ten. Will they play nine innings? We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Ahead of the Blue Jays Pirates games, ahead of the Blue Jays and Pirates games, we have the Nationals taking on the Cardinals at one oh five. We have the New York Mets against the Astros at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium and the ballpark of Palm Beaches. We also have the the Orioles taking on the Twins. Our game, of course, at 1 p.m. 
And that will be at L-E-C-O-M Park. You can catch it on ATN Sportsnet. That, of course, is AT&T Sportsnet. Also, where the Orioles play is Ed Smith Stadium. We have Public Field at Joker Merchant Stadium, where the Tigers and Philadelphia Phillies will play their first spring training matchup. And we have Hammond Stadium for the Twins and Tampa Bay Rays, weather preventing. The Boston Red Sox play game number two of their spring training at 105. Same time as they open, and it's against the Braves. The Phillies are playing a squad game, so their next team is while their while their first team is facing the Detroit Tigers at the same time. The Yankees are facing the Philadelphia Phillies second squad. And also in a squad game. We have the Mets, as well as the D-backs. So who are the D-backs playing in their squad game? The D-backs start their squad against the uh, Oakland A's. At Hokeman Stadium Goodyear Ballpark is where the Guardians and Cincinnati Reds play. Slowland Park is the Giants and Cubs game. Surprise Stadium, Royals and Rangers. The next D-back game is 3-10 against the Rockies and D-backs. Padres and the White Sox are in action at 3:05. And following the 3-10 games between the D-back and Rockies, we have the matchup between the Angels of Los Angeles versus the Seattle Mariners. And we have the Dodgers and the Milwaukee Brewers. Later that night, we have a squad matchup with the New York Mets. They play the the Miami Marlins. but not before they take an afternoon in Houston. Lots Lots of action to come through. Lots of great action coming. As mentioned, next week, next week, Friday, next week, Friday, 
It all begins. We're back to playing baseball a week from tomorrow, like a couple of days from now. The first game the Blue Jays will play is February the 25th, the Saturday after this Saturday. And it's against the Pirates. So let's preview that game. Thomas, any any thoughts on this game? Pirates and the Blue Jays at L-E-C-O-M Park? Any thoughts? Mm, not that I could say no, not really. What about maybe a prediction about well, why don't we do some why don't we do some game keys? Because we know there's gonna be some keys to winning. And although it's yeah. spring training. And not and and not and not many people care about spring training because it's the season that they care about. Let's look at keys to victory. Okay, so a Saturday from tonight, we are playing against the Pirates. But as you know, everybody likes to get on the board fast. Everybody likes to be that first team. That is number one and doesn't lose a single game. Scott, let's start with you. Your key to victories. All right. Well, before I get to my keys to victory, I should note that the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, begins in March. And we got some great games coming your way. Again, that's the World Baseball Classic. That starts Tuesday, March 7th. So make sure you are tuned in if you are going to be watching any of those games. To the keys to victory. Well, for the Blue Jays, I got I got I got only two so far. So number one. Be aggressive. Not too aggressive because I don't want you to be that aggressive to, you know, first of all, A get on the board. which is something that I would like. But I, I want you to really like take your time, like because remember, you're getting used to this way of playing concern to other years. And key number two,
don't strike out too much. If you see a couple of pitches that you feel are that you feel are outside the zone and you don't feel like swinging at them, but you like the pitch regardless, don't swing at them. How about you, Thomas? Let's start, let's start with the Pirates for you. What are keys to victories for the Steel City Pirates to get a W over RJs? Well, most of the keys to victory for the Steel City Pirates for me are, hey, it's spring training. Lay off the home runs. Don't start hitting balls right away. Save that energy for the regular season because you're going to need it. Um, so don't, don't hit balls out of the yard right away because you're, you're going to need the energy for home opener. But everybody knows you've got the energy. You can do it. Uh, key number two, uh, you mentioned... Take your time. You're just getting started. You're getting used to it. You're getting used to playing. You mentioned getting used to. So take your time. Just take your time. It's only the beginning. The real action gets going in March. But lastly, and I will kick in some Blue Jay music for this because that'll be when I take in my Blue Jay stuff. We have the, well, the Pirates, we have, don't make any errors, key to victory. Even in, even in season, we know that it can be hard to make, to not commit errors. We've seen it. We're fans of the team. We know. We've seen it. We can tell. And nobody's right or wrong about these plays. It has happened before. With the shift, it adds like a whole other challenge. You could be thinking, oh, I've got a chance to make the play. And you've got like a time ticking on you like, hey, you got to make the play in this many seconds. Come on now. And it's like, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to be as fast as I can. So take time. Have good all movement. And of course, the final one I said. Be ready to not commit errors. It's a tough ask, but it's worth it. With that being said, this has been the preview for Toronto Blue Jays versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. Well, everybody, we have reached the conclusion of our show. So, without further ado, that is our show for today. I want to thank our co hosts. Ali, 
Musa and Thomas McGregor for joining me in studio and our guests. I mean, obviously, we didn't have any guests on the show, but we had, I guess you could classify listening into Ross Atkins's media availability a guest. Regardless, I want to thank our guests. I want to thank our co-hosts, Thomas and Allie, for joining us today. I want to say a big thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in, whether it's your first listen or somewhere in between. And as we always remind you on this podcast, and Ali rem always reminds us on his podcast, we are reminding you that it is not that it is not goodbye, it is until next time. With that said, we'll, we'll see, see you around on Sports for Beginners podcast. We got some great baseball content coming your way on the podcast. But we will see you next week. Right begins with us. But we will see you right here next week in Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Enjoy the content that we provide this week. Because next week, minus hockey, minus basketball. We've got tons of great Blue Jays baseball content coming your way on the podcast. And we officially premiere another Preview Luck episode of Spring Training and the Countdown to Opening Day continues right here next week on sports for beginners the podcast to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop please visit https colon slash slash sports for beginners zero dot wordpress dot com and thomas before we wrap up any updates on your podcast All right, everyone, on the ASMR Adventures update, our All-Star Weekend recap has been delayed, but coming this Tuesday, you'll get that show. And I've got some special working environment content coming out on the On the ASMR Adventures podcast, as well as some more hockey content, some of which have already been recorded but have not been launched so make sure you check out those and if you're really or 
urging me to bring back Brent Gunning, I encourage you, if I bring him in one of my Working Environment episodes, I encourage you to check out episode two, the debut episode of Ask a Penguin and the preseason thoughts. I encourage you to check out our conversation with Brent Gunning and Scott McGregor, the host of Sports for Beginners, out now on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. For those of you who love Blackhawks, who love Leafs, guess what? The Leafs and Blackhawks postgame show, which was supposed to come after Home and Home Series number two dropped during the Blackhawks and Leafs game, is coming. Your podcasting platform. Time to be determined. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. And as we've said, it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Nobody gets icing on my podcast. And with that, we'll see you down the road. We'll see you down the road. Come and check us out. Come and check us out if you're going to the Rogers Center games during the regular season. Yes, be sure to follow. Yes, be sure to follow Thomas and myself on Twitter at Thomas J. I am at Scott3. On Instagram, I am at SMC underscore 87 underscore. And Thomas is at TM underscore double zero. We are also on Facebook. Check us out there. Our Facebook pages. The links to those are HTTPS colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash Sports for Beginners Podcast 87 for Sports for Beginners. And for On the Ice and Behind the Benches, it is https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash Thomas Sports Hockey 2023. Check us out. Give us a shout. Tell everybody you know. Give us a rating, a review. Please, if you would like, if you feel we deserve it, get us out there. Especially with baseball season coming up. All right, Scott. I'm going to send us out. Check you guys later. We will be back with you next week to continue counting down to opening day. Take us out.